Welcome to the Great Old Ones Gaming Podcast for part two of a very special playthrough of Delta Green in Dennis Detwiller's Night Floors. Our cast of agents, Solar J as Dr. Markov, Giovanni C as Agent Santos, and Nate as Agent Robert Morgan. I am your host and innkeeper, Face Odin. When we last left our agents, they were looking into the disappearance of Abigail Wright and were finding increasingly disturbing secrets deep within the McAllister building. Worse, they discovered some strange symbols that led Agent Morgan to believe that Abigail and maybe the entire building had somehow come under the influence of the King in Yellow. Our team of agents last discovered a page from a play which described events that had occurred mere moments before. Let's go back to our agents. Okay, so Thomas is obviously the Thomas Manuel. Uh, they're talking about Abigail. She moved upstairs, and they're talking about the fourth floor, but there's no fourth floor. If this is based on real life, hmm, I wonder if when they say that dad is a pig, if they're talking about him being a cop, or if they're actually saying that he's a sleazebag. I don't know. Robert Morgan, are you in the apartment with them when you're making your phone call? No, I'm in the hallway. Okay. So then I'll need Dr. Christian Markov and Arnolfo Marti to make me a sanity roll. All right. So first roll of the game. Okay, so I have a 64 sanity right now, and I roll a 22. Man, what's with these double numbers? 99, then a 22. Uh, you rolled a 31? Okay, so both of you pass then. You you just get this strange feeling that you're being watched, but you're able to shake it off. Very strange. Do we hear a dog barking as we're reading it? Or? No. no. All right, so uh, Robert Morgan, you're making the phone call to Art Life? Yep. You get the receptionist. Yes, Art Life, uh, how may I direct your call? I am looking to speak with the property manager of the McAllister building. Oh, well, there's not a property manager per se. It's, it's managed by Art Life, but I can get you to the owner, Cynthia Lachance. That would be wonderful, thank you. Excellent, please hold. Cynthia Lachance, how may I be of service? Yes, this is uh, Agent Robert Morgan of the FBI. We're doing an investigation of the missing persons report. I'm looking into the disappearance of an Abigail Wright that recently lived in your building, and I was wondering if you could potentially give me some further information in regards to this case. Well, yes, the, the police approached me, and, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say lived, right? I mean, she's still, she's still officially a tenant till the... The end of the month she's paid up through the end of the month um anyways uh you know we uh we cater to artists um i love art and i you know started this building to help struggling artists in new york have a place to live and kind of have a mind meld of uh of inspiration from each other and that is what the uh, McAllister building has become now uh I don't know much about Abigail's disappearance. I know she was a nice girl, and she paid six months of rent ahead of time when she first moved in in, in March. Do you know where she lived previously? Um, I don't. I don't know. That, that information um, don't wasn't really on a rental application? Such, such, 
no, we don't run such checks here. Because they're artists, a lot of them live down the streets, and we don't want to embarrass them. So we provide housing as long as they have the money to pay the rent. Gotcha. So you personally don't know much about Abigail, is that correct? Um, not, not that much, um, that I know of, no. And I'm assuming there's no security? Unfortunately, no. No security. We don't have a lobby attendant or anything. Mm-hmm. When there's a broken, uh, you know, toilet or something, we have to hire work from outside. We don't have a, a handyman of any sort. Back to the matter at hand, however, um... I was wondering if I could potentially get a list of all the tenants currently in the building, along with um, information about the fourth floor of the building. <laughs> fourth floor? Do you mean the third floor? Sorry, yes. The ground floor and then the three floors. Yeah, the third floor is empty. We have no tenants there. And uh, you want information on the tenants, I'd be happy to send you a list by email if you'd like. Uh, yes. They won't be tenants for long, though. For long? Yeah, it's just the strangest thing. I've never had to to evict an entire building before, but it seems that this month is going to mark the first time that happens. Can you elaborate? I'm, I'm confused. I recently spoke with a tenant of yours uh, yesterday and earlier today, uh, Mr. Thomas Manuel. Are you familiar with this tenant? Oh, yeah, Th- Thomas Manuel, of course, apartment B20. Mm. Yeah, he's going to be evicted. Um, he hasn't paid his rent. None of them have. In how long? None of them. Only Abigail has paid up through the end of the month. Uh, well, they haven't paid in two months. That's very strange. They've been lenient enough, to be honest. I totally understand, absolutely. When do you plan on evicting these people? Well, uh, we're starting the court proceedings now so that we can get it done by the end of the month. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Or at least initiate it at the end of the month. You know, we have to give them their time, 30 mm-hmm. days, which of course we will grant them. Another question as well, um, and this may seem strange, as I'm sure you don't stop by the building at all regularly, but do you happen to know anything about a man in a gray pinstripe suit with a gray dog and a white briefcase? No, in in relation to what? It's in relation to a uh, a potential lead of of our case. I've never heard of such a man. Um, are you saying in the building? Presumably. No, no, uh, never heard of such a thing. You know, these artists, if they're telling you about some guy, maybe they're on drugs. That's potentially true. Well, (laughs) thank you for your time. Yes, and uh, anything else I can help, definitely feel free to reach out. Uh, she sends you the email list right away, and it's the same tenants you know about. There's not a single tenant that's different. Mm -hmm. Um, all match the numbers that you know of. Mm -hmm. Um, now, uh, as you guys are kind of looking over this play that you found during your search and as you're hanging up the call and checking your email the parents arrive so you hear someone coming in through the lobby and it's elaine and arthur Manuel. oh god arthur i'm so happy that they found him oh thank you, you so much for finding him we are Agent with the manuals elaine and and uh, this is my husband arthur hello of, of course of course come come please Still in the building. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, God. God sent you from above. So you guys walk on over to Thomas's door. You knock, and no one answers. He was just here a second ago, and I've been in the hallway the entire time. I'm just going to knock again. You have been. You know, you know he hasn't left. There's no sound. All right. Well, let's just go in. Maybe he's in the bathroom or something. The door's <sighs> locked. 
Thomas! Thomas, open up! Thomas! Let us in! Open the fucking door, Thomas! Thomas! Thomas. No, no, no answer, no talking. I'll work right, out, walk well, out into the corridor. Just Can't you do something? Bust the door open. You're gonna kick the door? I'm gonna fucking kick the door. Let's do All right, this. you're gonna have to roll me a check for this. All right, I'm totally. Uh, so it's gonna be a one hundred sided die versus your strength by five. Yes. All right, I got a thirty-five. Thirty-five is good enough. You boom, boom, cut. You kick the door open, breaking, breaking the lock, and Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Manuel is like, oh, 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 God, don't shoot him, please. And uh, suddenly you see. Sitting on the couch with the headphones on is Thomas, and he's like, takes his headphones off. Hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, Thomas. So uh, the manuals go running to him, and they hug him, and he's looking at you guys like, what the hell? Are you fucking deaf? Jesus, we've been hey, knocking man. on the door for a minute. I'm right here, okay? I haven't heard a single knock. I don't know what you guys are talking about, okay? No one's knocked on the door. There's no need to break my door. Now, who's going to fix the door? God, I gotta call the frickin' Art Life people. Who are these? Oh, Mom, Dad, hey, hey, can you get off of me? Get off of me. Oh, Thomas, you don't understand that strange man. What man? What are you talking about, what man? The parents notice there's a locket, uh, like a chained, like little locket, like picture locket, um, sitting on the table uh, in the kitchen. And they're like, oh, you still have the locket we gave we gave you. And they wa- kind of walk up to it and open it up. See, this is this is a picture of us we give to Thomas, and they open it up to show it to you, but there are no pictures in there. It's like they were ripped off from the locket, from inside the locket. Is there any um, signs of, like, a struggle with the device? Like, did someone, like, forcibly remove the pictures, or does it just look blank? Yeah, like they scraped them off, like, peeled them off and then tried to scrape the glue. Strange. I, I don't see any pictures. All I see is glue. Oh, Thomas, what happened to the pictures? Huh? Oh, yeah, I was getting them restored, so uh, I was going to put better one, you know, better quality, better quality ones. Uh, yeah. Restored? Yeah, professional restoration services, you know. Can I inspect the locket to see if he's bullshitting? Yeah, you you do inspect the locket. I mean, it looks like it was like scraped off like aggressively. You know, like the pictures were scraped off aggressively, and there's it. It almost seems like there's no way that pictures were torn off of that and kept in good shape to be restored. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So. That's fucking weird. Um. All right. Well, I guess I'll ask. Um. I'll go ahead and ask the two parents. This man, this strange man, can you tell us more about him? I told, it's all I know is what I told you on the phone. He was tall, he had a pinstripe suit, and, and white-tipped shoes, and, and, a, and a big gray dog. And he said that Thomas didn't live here anymore. Mom, clearly I live here, okay? So I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe you went to the wrong door. Thomas, we didn't go to the wrong door. And do you assume your parents don't know where you live? Or are you actively trying to avoid them? I don't know. They're old. Maybe they're getting a little senile. I'm sorry, Mom, but it's true, okay? You guys have made some mistakes sometimes, too, okay? Like when Dad bumped in. He, he was pulling out of the parking, and, and he bumped into my car and didn't even notice. Come on. Yeah, but I think a little driving accident is different than being convicted to know where your son lives. 
That's much more pertinent information, in my opinion. Oh, thank you, thank you for finding him. Thomas, please call us. Stay in touch. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll leave you... What are you doing? What are you doing, Thomas? I was just listening to some some music, okay? Okay, well then you get back to that. We'll, we'll come see you on the weekend. It's nice to see you, I guess. Thank you again for finding him. Of course, of course. All in a day's work. So who's gonna fix the door? Shut the fuck up about the door. Nobody fucking cares. Listen, buddy. You don't realize your parents are, like, worried sick about you for weeks? I told you. I was trying to, I was trying to call them, and I couldn't remember their, na- their numbers because the, the phone was missing. That's all. Or is it because you're really high on some stupid shit right now? Look, I don't do no shit no more. I'm clean. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. I'm trying to be polite here, and you're being rude. You kicked my door in, and now you're being very accusatory. Well, your parents filed a missing persons report two days ago. Your landlord is about to evict you from your apartment, and you've been sitting in here listening to music with your headphones so loud that you couldn't hear my bashing of the door for several minutes. So you're either real fucking high or real fucking stupid. So pick one, pal. Okay. Whatever, guy. I'm just going to go back to my business, all right? Uh, What's your alertness at? 50. Um, you don't hear music. You know when headphones are really loud? Like, you don't hear any music coming from headphones. That's weird. Okay, I'm gonna go over to the record player or the stereo that's playing the music and inspect it. What are you doing, man? I just want to see what you're listening to. Fine, I mean, sure. It's my meditations, alright? So, you put on the headphones? Mm-hmm. Um, how long are you listening for? You're not hearing anything. I'll listen for, like, 15 seconds, and then I'll kind of stare at Christian and at Santos and be like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't hear anything. Kind of, like, you know, motioning to my ears, like, I, I get nothing. And then I'll, I'll look at Thomas and be like, yeah, you're fucking high. I don't know what it is, but I'm getting nothing out of these headphones. And then I, I take them off and I go, here, why don't you guys listen to it? Maybe maybe I'm deaf? I don't know. I'll, I'll humor him and have a listen. You guys don't hear a thing. You don't hear anything. Um, and as you're standing there, um, your phone is ringing, Doctor. I take my uh, the headphones off and uh, promptly answer. Hey, it's Marcus. Hello, hello Marcus. How can I help? Um, Dr. Markov, I tried calling, uh, well, I, I tried calling, um, Robert, but, uh, he must have it on vibrate or something. Um, you're not going to believe this. Uh, another disappearance. This marks three. So we got Abigail, we got Thomas, Manuel, and now, apparently, there was a cable guy that was sent to disconnect the cable. Never made it to the McAllister building. Hmm. Right. He never actually got to the building at all. No, his name is David Langford. He was sent to disconnect the cable near the near near the end of his shift. It was right around four thirty. They told him to go over to the McAllister building to disconnect the cable for all of the tenants. And he never got here. Right. Um, well, I'll um, I'll have a look into that. Um, we found Thomas, by the way. We're with him at the moment. Oh, you found him. Great. 
Where was he? Yeah, he was in his room. Uh, it's very strange. We he couldn't remember his parents' number. We contacted them. Uh, Robert um, uh, met them in the hall, um, and he we had to actually force the door in to uh, to 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 find him. But he was just sitting in his room. Well, that's bizarre. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some fishy stuff going on in that building, isn't mm-hmm. there? Absolutely. Well, um, I don't know if you can find anything about this David Langford cable guy. No, we'll we'll look into it straight away, Marcus. Um, uh, did you find out anything more about the King in Yellow? Uh, still working on it. Um, apparently, it's a play, but it's also some kind of a a god of some kind uh, for some extra dimensional land called Carcosa. I I'm still looking deeper okay. into it. Thank you, Marcus. I'm tapping. Uh, Dr. Malakov on the shoulder before he hangs up. Oh, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Santos wanted a word with Doctor. you, Marcus. Doctor. Yeah. Oh, here, yeah. I'll take the phone here. Mm. Let me talk. I heard you heard somebody else disappearing, man. Yeah. Um, the cable guy seems to be missing. We don't know if it's connected. I mean, he never made it to the building, apparently, but uh, something to look into, I guess. Hmm. Now, how... Oh, he never make it here. That's what they say. His car now, disappeared. These guys have TV. I'm... I'm I'm going to look around and ask the other two guys. And do you guys notice any TVs? Nope. No, not in any of the apartments. And there's no phones for sure. How they know he never got here? How they, Marcus, how they know they never got here? The, the police report said that he was radioed to come at the end of his shift at 4.30. He was radioed um, to come to the building and shut the the cable off but then he never checked in he never made it in so somewhere between his last stop which he did leave and this stop he was gone so his truck was never found either so they're thinking he maybe he just left so it may not be connected but uh, you never know about these things hmm. i'll get back to you okay sounds good uh i'll keep you guys uh i'll keep in touch if i find anything else for you guys okay thank you marcus Okay, guys, uh, we, you, you know, we never have asked uh, that Michelle, uh, C10, or what was mm. it, C10, C20, we never asked her anything. And we she's, never. she's on that script. She knows who the salesperson is. She knows about his white shoes and his dog. guys it is now 12 30 in the afternoon where are you guys going okay we're gonna go uh investigate we're gonna go talk to michelle up in the third floor yeah just before just before we go um i'm gonna ask thomas does he know uh anyone called mark rourke um no uh i don't i don't know anyone named mark uh, rourke no 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 idea who that might be. Always ha- helpful as always, Thomas. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, oh, Thomas! Before I go, before I leave you, uh, hi, I'm Santos. Hi, Santos. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, do you have you seen any dogs in this building? Any dogs? Dogs? Uh, no, not that I can think of. I know my parents said there was some guy with a dog, but I've never seen any dogs in here. No, I don't think they're allowed to be in here. Okay, okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd say I'd lock I'd lock the door behind you, but you kicked it in. So go figure. He just kinda like shakes his head. <laughs> he shakes his head. As we leave, I kinda try to like shittily put the door back up. We'll consider it an open invitation. Alright, so you guys are heading upstairs then to talk to apartment C ten, Michelle Van Fitz, is that right? Uh so you knock on the door and there's no answer. Um you know she might be working. It is 12.30. Yeah, I'm not going to kick open this door just yet. Can we look through? Is there a keyhole to look through? Or is it modern lock? Um, It's like a modern keyhole. Mm. Yeah, modern lock, so mm. you can't really see that well through it. A question. In the email that I received from ArtLife, was there a list of phone numbers to go mm-hmm. along with the tenants, or is it just the basic information? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all had phone numbers. Okay. Uh... Well, I have her phone number. We could just call her. See if she's at work. That's a good idea. It goes straight to voicemail. Hello, you've reached Michelle Van Fritz. Leave a message. Hang up. Call it again. Hello, you've reached Michelle Van Fritz. Leave a message. She might be an escort, man. Hey, you know who we can call to? Why don't we go see... The, the dad at the at the police station because he may have known who who the salesman is that Michelle was dating perhaps mm. perhaps we could check their logs from their previous interviews so from your memory when you first arrived uh, and got kind of mm. the lowdown on what was going on the dad did tell you she was he didn't know of her dating anybody mm-hmm. yeah I, I I remember um I I think I I think we should check out the third floor. I get a bad feeling about that. Well, uh, we could also look into the um, the history of the building, um, see if there was ever a fourth floor to the building, or what what happened about the the third floor. Yeah, I'm much more of a. I'd rather go up there than waste my time reading more fucking shit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. Whatever. I'm gonna. Just tightly hold the the grip of my pistol as we walk up the stairs, if that's what we decide to do. I don't know what your problem is, Robert. I don't know what your fascination with going up to that creepy-ass floor is, man. <laughs> it's just a floor of a building. Yeah, I... Mm, I can't help but shake this feeling, but fuck it, let's go. Do you want, do you want me to hold your hand? It might be necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you guys go up holding hands, and you you come across you come up the third floor, skipping and hopping. You're um, a very alertness, very alert skill, uh, and besides the fact that uh, Robert Morgan has been up there uh, the day before and noticed that the third floor had been recently like walked on, like you could see signs of someone having been up there recently from recent like footprints and like fresh fresh stains from like shoes and stuff on the carpeted you know floor um there is a there are you know four apartments and there is another door that leads up uh you you're familiar with uh well at least morgan is familiar with uh buildings in new york where this would probably lead to the roof kind of an emergency escape type of thing is there anything in the hallway like denoting um 
that people had lived there? Like, was there any welcome mats or, um, like, particular, I guess, like, things on the doors themselves that might indicate that somebody had lived there previously? No. No, that everything's been cleaned uh, of any indication that someone lived there. So probably, you know, it, it seems to you that it's been several months uh, maybe even over a year since anyone's lived up in the third floor. So it's a, there's, is the area, like, really dusty? and Yeah. Yeah, the, like, all the doorknobs on top are, like, dusty. Like, there's clear indication that the only thing that's been recently traveled up on there is the hallway and then, you know, like, kind of that exit going up type thing. Okay. Um, can I use forensics to see if like anyone else had touched any of the doorknobs um there's they're all full of dust so there's no indication of any touching even a 20 percent forensics would would tell you that from the map that um i recorded uh, in abigail's room there were some closets on on the third floor that were mentioned yes yeah which which room were they in uh pretty much all the closets in every in every apartment on the third floor. Right, okay. Well, I try one of the doors. Uh, it's locked. Uh, Do you need me to get it? Uh, yeah, it'd be helpful. Alright. Give this a whack here. Alright. It's an empty room. Um, it's... You know, there's dust on, like, a layer of dust on the ground and all over. There's spider webs and, you know, there's a few cockroaches scurrying about. But there's there's nothing. It's clearly abandoned. Like, has not been lived in for a long time. Hmm. And the closet? The closet. You open the closet, it's clearly empty as well. Uh, nothing special, nothing remarkable. Um, you search you search more intently and there's no no indications of any secret compartments or anything of the sort mhm all right looks like another blank so i walk out uh yeah uh nothing in there um folks uh i suggest we uh, maybe quickly check the roof all right so you guys go upstairs uh it's it's clearly an exit to the roof you go upstairs there's the roof um what are all of your either you can use forensics. You can use um, perception. Not perception. What is it? Uh, alertness. Forensics, alertness, above a 50 on any of those. Yeah, my alertness is 70. Okay. What do you have, Morgan? I have a 50. So, so you two notice um, kind of a... A little crumpled piece of paper on the on the roof. Um, so when you you pick it up, I'm assuming, right? Oh yeah. It's like a yellowed receipt, and it's made out to Abigail Laura Wright, and the signature. So I'm assuming this is like a like a carbon copy. Yeah, exactly. Well, not like a yellow copy, but like it's a it was white, but it's yellowed with age. Uh, the signature of the person who filled it out can't be read. It's uh, basically a scrawl, and. It's a receipt for one month's rent, $850, in July, for the uh, occupation of apartment A10. Um, in the layout of the building, this is pretty much an implication that the apartment is in the basement. But there's no apartment in the basement. There's just four storage rooms in the basement. 
and um, based on your uh, forensic skill level the you can tell the handwriting is recent but the receipt is old huh I'm gonna hand it over to Santos and see what he thinks so my forensics is 50 my alertness is 70 <clears throat> I don't know if I can find anything else so on with a 50 of forensics you you are able to know that this type of receipt has not been used um, in decades it's it's certainly a an old style receipt um, and it's strange that it's made out to Abigail as if someone's paying her rent for an apartment in the basement. Yeah, can you believe that? $850? I would yeah. kill for rent like that. And New York City, what? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So either this apartment is a dump and she's getting what she's paying for or there's something real strange about this. And why is it on the roof? You guys have been to the basement, right? I went down there, but there wasn't anything down there other than a table and some... nothing. Hmm. Why don't we call the landlord and find out if Abigail was also paid for for the basement? Okay. Alright, I'll give her a call. So then give Art Life a call again. Cynthia Lachance. Cynthia, it's Agent Morgan again. Yes. Oh. Hi, Agent Morgan. Do you have an apartment A10 in the McAllister building? No, no, that <laughs> that used to be a, a an apartment number uh, before we before Art Life bought the building, but uh, we've turned it into just a basement and storage units. There's no A10. Why? So there used to be an A10, though, correct? Yeah, I mean, we're talking eh, over ten years ago. Okay. Maybe more. Hmm. Why? Well, we we were further investigating into our, our case of Abigail Wright, and on the rooftop we found a receipt for a rent payment for apartment A-10. Oh, that's strange. Ask her how old this building is, man. How old? How old is the building? Oh, oh, well, the McAllister building is very old. Um, from my understanding, it's uh, it dates back to the eighteen hundreds, as far as I, I remember. It's very, very old. But it's been well kept. Uh, we've, you know, we've done all the proper maintenance and such. Right. But you've never had an apartment 810 for as long as Art Life has owned the building? No, no, no. Oh, here it is. Uh, the building was built in 1924. So not quite the 1800s, but still quite old. I'm going to take a second to kind of like hold my hand over the mic of the phone and look at Santos and be like, Are we sure that that's actually what it says? And it's, who's the receipt made out to? It's for Art Life, right? It's made out to Abigail. Oh, so the receipt is made out to Abigail? So someone... As if she was the one renting it. Like, she owned it. Huh. Do you happen to know who the previous owners of the building was before you happened to purchase the building? Oh, uh, well, the the building was abandoned for a few years, and that's why we got such a good deal on it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we purchased it from a from an investment company that just happened to own it. 
Before that, I'm not quite sure. What was the name of the investment company? And do you have their contact information? I'll, I'll have to look for it. Uh, I can get back to you with that information. I'd be happy to. Yes, please do. Th thank you, Agent Morgan. I'll, I'll get back to you then. Hmm. Well, so... I guess some investment firm used to own it beforehand, but... I forgot to, to mention we should have asked about who called the uh, the cable guy, David Langford. Um, some, someone called him to the building. We should have asked. No, it's too, too late now. We, we'll ask her if we speak to uh, her again. Yeah. Um, but um, where, where do they normally disconnect the cable? Usually outside the building, usually on the ground floor. Um, yeah, it's out, it's, it's outside, but in, in this, well, normally, but in this building, because of the age of the building, uh, when they built the infrastructure for cable lines, they had to run it through the basement. Ah, uh -huh. I suggest we go and check it out. God, I don't know, it's fucking creepy here, the basement or this weird-ass floor. Man, <laughs> the sooner we get the fuck out of here, the better. I, I, I don't feel any, uh, yeah, it, it feels fine to me. So you guys are going to the basement? Apprehensively, yes. Okay, so you're, you're 12.30, 3.30 hour block. Remember, you probably want to have lunch at some point after this, uh, and then maybe wait for after the evening to talk to the lady if you want to. Oh, no way. I, I, I got my protein bar. I got everything. <laughs> oh, I'm good. set. Well, I, Power I through definitely it. need lunch. Power bar through it. <laughs> You guys make it to the basement and you're kind of searching around um you notice the table there's a table in, in kind of the middle of the basement and it looks like a work table um seems to have been set up for the artist to work on like on purpose you know like a like a work area for the for the tenants to work on their art and it, the table definitely seems like it's been used recently um there's kind of like stains from paint and things like that but not nothing fresh per se but it doesn't look super old, if that makes any sense. Like the the paint, you can still put your nail through it and feel the the rubberiness. So it's not like old old paint that's just kind of settled on um, and scraped off. And and that paint uh, the, wasn't there when I initially checked, correct? The day before, right? Correct. Um, so the what the f the um, back or the. The the rest of the basement, there's four doors, uh, kind of like where the where the rooms would be, if it were the upstairs apartment, um, but they're all storage closets, so there's there's a lot of supplies and stuff, uh, cleaning supplies and you know maintenance supplies. There are some art supplies, but um, nothing more. Now we can roll search or forensics. You get to pick, and each of you can roll. And you tell me what you get. Um, well, can I actually search for the um, the cable stuff? My specialties in um, telecoms. Uh, I probably could isolate the the cable uh, system quite easily, but my search is terrible. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, so if you're specialized in telecoms, you can focus on that uh, without having to roll. Okay. What about the other two of you? Okay, so my search is seventy. So here goes my roll. Close to another double, but no, 65. So out of 70, I'm good. Okay. 
and Morgan. I got a search of 40. And we'll go ahead and roll a 65 gross. 65? Okay, so, so I you, fail. Yeah. you were too busy doing push-ups to find anything. <laughs> Meanwhile... <laughs> too busy eating some, some dried cranberries and almonds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Markov, uh, you notice the cable line and then the box and, and all these all this area where where the cable guy would have worked on. Mm. It's definitely been worked on recently. Like someone had been someone opened the box and uh, stripped the cable mm-hmm. and was was definitely working on it. But yeah. whatever the work was, it wasn't done. Uh, so you definitely notice that. Um, mm-hmm. And. Um, Santos, you find you find a phone, a cell phone. Guys, I found a cell phone. Does it look like a woman's cell phone? I don't know how you would know that unless it was a pink phone or something. Which hey, there's a lot. Of... It had a lot of, like a case with a pink and uh, flowers. But many men, you know, sport pink phones these days. So okay, well, um, does it turn on? Um, it it does not turn on. What type of phone is it? Are we able to potentially take the battery out? Uh, it's a smartphone. It's a modern smartphone. Uh, the battery's built in. But it does have a SIM card and stuff, so you might be able to look into that. Alright, well, yeah. Um, well, guys, I think we should at least take the SIM card. Probably just take the whole phone with us at the very least. My assumption is that given... Given the information that we received about Abigail's phone being last traced to the McAllister building, I have a feeling this is probably her phone. Where where, where did you find it, Santos? It was in one of the closets, um, hidden inside some of the painting supplies. Uh, can I have a closer look at the closet? Yeah. Um, the, the closet is pretty much used as a storage for the painting supplies and art supplies for some of the tenants. Um, nothing... You know, everything's kind of put away, and then I guess they bring it out when they use it, and they put it away when they're done using it. But it's kind of a community type of thing, so everyone has access to it. Is there anything uh, strange about the supplies themselves? Because my, with my background in art, do I notice anything? The supplies look normal. Uh, they're typical art supplies. Nothing seems odd about them. Okay. I think we can go to a cell phone store, a store and buy a, a charger... And if they don't have it, then the the cell phone store they have a machine that can transfer all the information from one cell phone to another. We can buy a like a burner phone and transfer everything over and see what's on this. Well, I c- I could just put the SIM card in my phone. True, but the SIM card is not gonna hold any picture or or anything mm. like that. You might get the contacts. We could alternatively bring it to the police and let them deal with it. No, I I, I definitely uh, can can do the uh, technological part of the transfer. All right, well, yeah, here, just take it then. Um, so I guess while we're down here, you said the box was messed up with, but not finished? That's It was tampered with, yeah. Um, someone was working on it, for sure. Whether it was tampered with or whether someone was actually a legitimate worker was working on it. So, Doctor, what do you? What's your impression? Do you think the guy came in and abruptly left? Because it doesn't look like there's any evidence of a struggle or anything like that. So, strange that he would just kind of leave halfway through. It, it it is it is strange. It looks like the work's been interrupted. Um, 
to can can you work out how many um different rooms were supplied cable from this junction box because obviously we haven't seen any TVs. He was disconnecting uh the five tenants um all five. Right. And he was halfway through doing all five of them. Mhm. Very strange. How many lines are running through the cable box? Is it more than the number of apartments? No. There's um there's a total of 12. Okay. Four per floor. Mhm. Gotcha. Yeah, what do you... I got nothing. What do you guys think? So you guys still have a few things. Um, I'm just kind of throw a little bone your way. Remember that you have the lady still that you wanted to interview. Michelle. Yeah, she wasn't there. Right. Uh, remember also that you have the SIM card situation, uh, if you want to work on that. And remember that the tenants, uh, as artists, probably have agents that you may want to talk to. Well, that's that's a good point. Um, in in the information that was given to us by the NYPD, did they happen to mention Abigail's agent and if she had one? Uh, no, there was no indication that she particularly had one. She seemed to have come across this this windfall pretty quickly, and then she was trying to settle down in this in this place and then start working on her art more to then go a little bit more professional. Gotcha. Well, I could always go bust the door into that other lady's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can get an emergency warrant. Yeah, we could. That's true. Uh, can I use my law skill to know what the likelihood of us being able to get a warrant is? With the information that you have, it'd be zero. You'd have to use your bureaucracy to convince, basically use your charm and your bureaucracy to convince your contacts to kind of pull some strings. But based on your law uh, skill, with what you have legally, you'd get zero. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't think we have enough of a case to get a warrant unless I pulled some strings, which I don't really want to do with something that's not concrete at all. I think I can. Guys, you know, the director of the DEA, which, side note, uh, innkeeper, I... I didn't realize I get three bonds. So my third bond is Richard Wetfuss, the DEA director. Okay. So I think I can use... Guys, I think I can contact my director, uh, the DEA, and tell him because there is suspicion that this disappearance might be drug-related. And we have the suspicion that Thomas is, uh, is under the influence of some drug too. So we may be... Uh, this whole building may be a drug center. I may be able to uh, to get Director Wetfuss to issue a warrant, to get me a warrant. Let me call him. Yes, this is Director Wetfuss. How can I help you? Oh, Mr. Richard Wetfuss. I, uh, uh, this is Santos. You remember me? I work at the at the school, you know, trying to get those kids that are dealing the drugs. Uh, it's been a while, yes. Uh, I've been I've been very happy with your work in the past. What can I do for you? Yeah, I have I have a good lead over here in New York. There's uh, there's a suspicion that there's this drug house, but we can't get into any of the house into the rooms. 
and we need to our hands are tied you know with the red tape of of the law so I need to see if I get a warrant you think you can pull a string or two for me well um maybe all right roll me your bureaucracy roll you can roll bureaucracy or persuasion all right so uh, 74 hmm Although I like your work, we still have a lot of red tape that we have to work through. Uh, Santos, I'll, I'll do my best, but I don't think I'll be able to get you the warrant that you're looking for. I'll let you know. Okay, Director. Anything you can do, I appreciate. You got my number. Hey, you're the front lines, man. You're, you know, I respect your work. Don't think that this is a, any kind of thing against you, all right? You know I have my hands tied. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it, Director. Keep up the good work. Damn it. <laughs> well, that didn't work. <laughs> I'm going to, um, I'm getting a bit hungry now, so I'm going to uh, suggest that uh, we have a working lunch. Um, I'm going to go and get some food and work on um, downloading or transferring this data out of this phone. Okay. Working lunch, 3.30. Uh, so we'll say uh, about an hour and a half uh, between getting there, eating, and do the work. Uh, so you guys go to Taco Bell, because where else I would, would you never go, go there. <laughs> and if we do, I eat nothing. There's no other option. <laughs> I eat nothing. Uh, excuse you. They, they have, have the lettuce. power menu. Yeah. They have the power menu, the power burrito menu. So I eat Taco Bell, the only place you need. <laughs> my body's my temple, all right? Listen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Power burrito, man. Yeah. All right, I, fine. I'm sure they have some avocado around. <laughs> so you guys go to Taco Bell, and uh, Morgan brings his little nuts and, and berries. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> and you you put you work on the SIM card, and um, <laughs> the good Doctor Markov has uh, has been able to get quite a bit of information from the cell phone. Um, this. Um, this cell phone clearly belonged to the cable operator, the cable guy. Uh-huh. He, yeah, his final, like, texts and phone calls were uh, to, the text was to his wife that he was, um, or his girlfriend, sorry, that, you know, he was just running my last job. He could probably be out a little bit later, and it was already starting to get dark. And the uh, boss just telling him, hey, I'm pulling up to the to the place. I'll have this done in a jiffy, and... Then uh, get back to the office, get the truck back. So his truck should be around somewhere. What time was that? Um, so that was right around 4:45 p.m. That was the last, the last of that SIM card uh, as far as calls and texts. Sorry, guys. So um, was that the first day that we were in the building? No, that that wasn't anywhere close to the time that you guys weren't were near the building. This was several weeks ago. Yeah, this was in, uh, this was close to the end of June. Three people go missing at random, random points going into the apartment and are never seen coming out. Well, too, you found one. Well, the van was re- returned or was it still in the parking lot? The cable van is missing. That's why they thought he might have run away. Like, they didn't, they weren't sure if this was some related because they haven't found him or the van. Can we um, check the cable companies um, to see who's been paying for cable? Yeah, so while you're working, you call the cable company, and they're like, 
Oh yeah, we're going to shut them off at the end of the month. And none of them have paid their cable bill for two months. And all the tenants have been paying for cable. They'd all been subscribers, yeah, but uh, they haven't been paying, no. They haven't been paying in the past two months. And the tenants match up with the, the tenants we know about so far? Yes. Okay. Do we know um, the family of the missing cable person? Maybe one of us should follow that lead. Does that sound sensible? I'm sure we can find it out pretty easily. Yeah, that does make sense. I want to go back and I want to learn more about Michelle, whoever this person is. It's very strange that these people living in this apartment have been there, but not here, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, their mail has been piling up, they haven't been paying their bills. It's all very strange. And I still have... I still have all of her mail, speaking of which, too. Oh, my phone is ringing. Hello? Hey. Hey, it's Marcus. Oh, hi, Marcus. What you doing, man? Well, I I was trying to call Dr. Markov, but his phone seems to be off. I don't know if he took his SIM card out or what, but anyways, um... Got a match on the tag for the truck, for the cable truck. Oh? Where'd you see the match? Yeah, it was abandoned. Where? Well, it was abandoned in a in a street known to be a place of, uh, you know, drug deals and prostitution. Uh, yeah, looks like the van was stolen. So it's certainly possible the van might have been parked outside the building and stolen from there. Oh, I see. Guys, the van has turned up. In a bad neighborhood. Well, let's fucking go check it out. Let's go, let's go do it. Give me the address, I'll go see it, man. Alright, here it is. Okay, thank you, Marcus. So he gives you the address. Um, it is coming, uh, let's see, it was 3.30 when you guys had your working lunch. Um, and I said it was, it'd be an hour and a half, so it's, it's about 5 o'clock. And you guys are going to, it's just a few blocks down where they found the van. I'll meet you guys there, I'll... I'm going to take my jog there. <laughs> my body is my temple. you got to understand. I get up from the table. I slap a 20 on the on the table, and I you know, I take my jacket and tie it around my waist and start running. That, does he have to make an athletics check? 20 for uh, a place that you didn't even eat anything at? Wow. Okay. Generous. I'm a nice guy. What can I say? Well, if you really wanted to be kind of badass, you'd tie your your sweater around your neck <laughs> like a preppy boy. Uh, so you guys make it to the to the van. Uh, there's it's all messed up. I mean, there's graffiti on it. Uh, tires are gone. It's just a complete mess. Windows are smashed in. Is there any, um... Is any of the graffiti on it something that I would... I would have seen around the city, or... Um... Any strange, like, occult symbols in the graffiti? No. Not on the graffiti, no. Okay. I'll have a look in the van. Alright, let's look inside. So, inside, it's, um... It's been stripped. I mean, people have taken even one of the seats. Um, <laughs> it's completely just destroyed inside. Um, there is there are papers like thrown on the on the floor, and there are work orders uh, and and logs. So the whoever owned this van, whoever was or worked in this van, 
was logging their jobs and uh you know they they went they looks like their last job was at the McAllister building and uh they logged that they pulled in around 4:45 um and the job was expected to take about um half an hour is the van does the van have like a back compartment or is it just like a a large passenger van Oh, it's like a large passenger van. I mean, whatever equipment was there is gone. Okay. Does it look like the vehicle was stolen? Is the um, has it been hot wired or the the door? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was yeah. definitely stolen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there were there was uh, it was hot wired and uh, the yeah. There's no indication that there was any kind of uh, key dangling or or anything of the sort. Yeah, I mean they were thorough enough to take the starter route too. So whoever. Whoever was stealing out of this van clearly didn't want to, you know, have anyone else take from them, too. So I'm going to rifle through those uh, those logs real quick and just kind of see if there's anything relevant. Uh, nothing that stands out to you. It's a standard driver's log, and you know from the investigation uh, of his disappearance that everything kind of was looked into. And, and nothing seemed fishy except when he was on his way to the McAllister, he disappeared. But now, now you know he made it to the McAllister. Okay. Hmm. Uh, street cameras. Um, whether there was any watching the building um, around that time, maybe we could um, sort of pull the uh, any surveillance uh, from the from the street cameras. Um, do we know if there's any? Yeah, I got a I got a guy. Hold on, let me give him a call. Uh, yeah, I'll make a bureaucracy check. Okay. Given my experience as a as a New York firefighter, I probably know someone know someone in the public records can help me out. Where? All right. So I got a fifty nine. Perfect. All right. Um, yeah. So the the people at the fire department say, okay, uh, we'll look into the street cameras. There's there's none that directly point to the building or, or uh, the parking of the building, but we can see. You know, if something was driven off, uh, around what time? Uh, around what day? Um, yeah, I would give them the pertinent information that they would need for that. Um, can you also do me a favor, pal? And is there any is there any surveillance around the McAllister building? Uh, no. Not particularly. There's nothing that points directly to the building. Is there anything that points maybe to the street, you know, looking near the building? Oh uh, yeah, you know the intersection and uh, kind of in the corner, but uh, not nothing that gets the building per se. I mean, even maybe even approximation might be enough to at least build our case here. So if you're able to get me some of that footage too, I'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to take a little time, but we can definitely get that for you. All right. Well, so I can I can get it, but it's going to take us some time. Yeah. Well, maybe we should uh, check out. Uh, maybe Michelle's back from work soon. Maybe. I'll- I'll give her a call. Hi, you've reached Michelle. Leave a message. Motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, should we try and get hold of the agents for the uh, the other artists? Um, do we have any contacts other than interviewing all the people again? The Presumably, Rob uh, Roger will have... Um, we should be able to find his, his publisher and an agent online. Yeah, I would assume that's an easy Google search. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to quickly use Google to uh, look up Robert's name and, like, find his wiki. I'm assuming if he's a published author, he probably has a wiki page. So, um, 
you do find Roger's wiki page, and his agent is named Carmen Wagner. But uh, she's probably gone for the day because it's already about 5.15. Yeah, maybe we just uh, try and collect all the uh, different agents now and then uh, call them tomorrow. So does Lewis have an, an agent? So Lewis, yeah, he's he, he's got an agent. I'll Google him too. You Google him, and it's Mike Severs is the name of Lewis's agent. Okay. And then Michelle, do we know much about Michelle? No, I think it's worth at least popping back into the McAllister building to see if she's home. Did you did you want to Google her, or, or you just want to go in there? I'll Google her real quick. I mean, I might as well. I got it open. Um, so what you're able to find online is that, um, she is, she's a, a poet, a writer and poet, uh, feminist, poetry and fiction, and she actually won an award, um, she was picked up by Berkeley Publishers, uh, two of her poems won local awards, so she's definitely on a Google search, but that's all you're able to find out. Huh. Okay. And no, no agent. Doesn't yeah, doesn't look it. Huh. Well, I kind of want to go back to the McAllister building. I'll do a, a quick search on my phone for Mike Mark Rourke as we're on route to the building. Um, Mark Rourke, you don't find anything uh, on a Mark Rourke. Like a deeper search just gets you like some guy, some kind of portly guy um, from the 1930s who lived in New York, but that's all you know. Something at least. to the McAllister building and it's uh, now about 5.30 um, it is getting a little darker outside but it's not quite dark yet uh, when you enter the lobby you hear you hear someone talking down in the basement can I make an alertness check to see if I can hear specifically what they're saying yeah go ahead and roll me alertness oh that's not good I rolled a 17 <laughs> out of 50 alright let me roll you freaking kidding me? Eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> I got a twenty. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Maybe you'll succeed. Uh, that's uh, what is that? Sixty-nine. Oh lordy! It's, it's the Taco Bell man. Told you guys not to eat that shit. All of you are trying to listen, but you're so distracted by by uh, the muscles on. Um, Robert Morgan that you can't really can't focus and so <laughs> you, you hear talking um, <laughs> sounds like a conversation but you only hear one voice you, but you can't tell what it's saying I'm gonna go down in the basement yeah, going wait to... wait wait guys guys Shh. we should probably maybe be a little quiet maybe see if we can overhear anything before we rudely interrupt somebody so I'm gonna try and stealth my way down and see if I can get oh, the jump Lordy. All right, go ahead. 10%, let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yes, three. What? <laughs> I got a three. You got a three? What? 
So, so you guys, you guys see Morgan trying to sneak down, and you feel like his powerful thigh, as it thrusts down onto the lower step, is gonna break right through. <laughs> but then it lands very softly and gently on each step below, and makes his way down. Um, Robert, as you're uh, as you're getting closer down to the actual um, basement downstairs, you can hear a little bit more clearly. And it's clear now that someone's having a conversation. They might be on the phone because you can only hear one person and he's just like, yeah, well, I was thinking next time I was going to go for a more realistic approach. Well, I mean, that's that's probably a good idea. I think I'm going to go ahead and try that. Do I recognize the voice? Yes. I'm sorry, and I did the wrong voice, but you do recognize the voice. And it is that of Thomas Manuel. So yeah, I'm just going to kind of stand there and listen to him. Yeah, so he's talking about clearly about some kind of um, work of art that he's working on and someone's kind of giving him advice it seems. Yeah, I mean I think I think this time this is going to be my great work. That's actually what I'm going to title it. That's actually what I'm going to title it. Yeah, my, my, my great work. Yeah. All of them? Yeah, you know, I don't think that they, uh, I don't think that they were trying to stop me from, you know, accomplishing my goals or anything. Sure, they held me down when I was little, but, you know, I was able to make find my own way and do my own thing, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't need to really call them. So that's that's kind of what, you, what you're what hearing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and kind of... Are you making your way all the way down? Yeah. And I'm going to signal to everyone else to kind of inch forward. So as you make your way down... Um, you see uh, Manuel, Thomas Manuel uh, sitting at the table at the work table um, and he's having a conversation with himself, there's no phone but there's no response to, he's hearing responses clearly but there's there's no one there hey, the fuck are you guys doing here? what do you mean what the fuck we're doing here? what the fuck are you doing here? I'm, I'm trying to do my work over here. What the fuck? Thomas, the door is open. Well, who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. What the fuck? Who do you think I'm talking to? I mean, earlier. Your greatest work? Really? That's a terrible title. Oh, so what? Now you're here to steal my work now? No. Here to at least give you a better name. Who the fuck are you? Who are you people? I'm going to disengage from the conversation and look at my two fellow agents and be like, he doesn't fucking recognize us. Hey, why don't you make believe you're his agent? Uh, okay. Yeah, I got the... You think I got the looks for it? Is that what it is? Yeah. I think so. I think he believe it, man. He's crazy. Crazy, that guy. Yeah, well... Yeah, well, as your agent, I need you to listen hey, up what to you what I gotta say to you, all hey, right? Get the fuck out of here. I'm working over here. Trying to do some work. Uh, can I try to persuade that I'm his agent? My agent. <laughs> My agent. Damn it. Okay. You know what? Just get the fuck out of here. Hmm? I'm trying to get some work here, okay? You want to help me out? This is fruitless. I, I'm going to change tack um, and say, um, sorry sorry to interrupt, uh, Thomas. Uh, we just um, heard you talking and uh, came to see what was happening. Um, what, what sort of work are you doing? You come here asking questions of me? I don't even know who the fuck you are. Why are you asking me all these questions? Go hello, go ahead. Take it easy, Thomas. We saw you online. We're very interested. We're art dealers. We're, we're very interested in your work. 
You're interested in my work. What are you doing over here at five? What what time is it? Five thirty. Well, we we came we came from an art show at the gallery, and we were very interested in in uh, looking at new or upcoming artists. And we Google it, and you came up, and uh -huh. so here we are. Uh huh. Well, I'm I'm nowhere near done working on it. Okay, why don't you come back in a month? Oh, we just want to get an idea what what you kind of work on. All right. right. You said you know what I. You said you know who I am. Now you know what you don't know what I'm working on. Well, it could you could be doing taking a different direction. Lots of artists take different direction. What's gonna blow your mind? It's gonna blow your mind. Whoa, right? whoa, 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 whoa! It's gonna blow your mind. We don't talk like that around here no more, yeah. man. Yeah, I, bl I talk like that because there's no other description as to what this is going to be. It's going to blow your fucking mind. I'm going to pull the um, the piece of paper with the strange occult symbol on it You're gonna and show it to him. <laughs> okay. So, you, uh, so he, sees, he sees the symbol and he goes, Oh, I see what's going on here. Okay. Okay, Roger. Nice little game you got there. He starts packing up his stuff. Kind of just throws it all in one bunch, in one pile. Throws it in a bag. And then throws it in the closet. And, uh... Yeah, it starts heading upstairs. I see how things are, Roger. Wait, Thomas! What? Who are you people? Thomas, I, I had a question for you. Have you seen Michelle, Michelle or Mark? Michelle lives upstairs, alright? Have you seen her? Have you seen her today? Listen, man. Do I look like the receptionist over here? I'm just going upstairs to my room. So leave me the fuck alone. I think I triggered um, him. Should we follow right. him? Uh, why did he mention Roger when I showed him the symbol? That's strange. I'm gonna go have a chat with a Mr. Roger. Maybe you guys follow up on Michelle? Yeah, let's yes. do that. Uh, we'll start with you guys going to Michelle's then. Uh, yes. Michelle? Yes. Yes, hi. We, we, we're we from the FBI. We'd like to talk to you about Abigail. What? Abigail? Well, come on in. So you go in and the apartment is huge. I mean, the, the room is like five times the size of all the other apartments you've been to in this building. It smells like cigar smoke. And alcohol, like sweaty, sweaty drunks. There are couches everywhere. It looks almost like a like a lounge, <laughs> but uh, there's nobody there, other than Michelle just sitting there. This she's a portly lady with like half her hair shaved, you know, pink pink ends on her hair, with your search skill. Who's got a who's got a search skill above forty, or forty or above? No. Oh, no? search? I do. I have a 70. So as you're quickly scanning the room, you notice the bookshelf in the corner. It's like the same book. Like, over and over. Like, like maybe, you know, 30 copies of the same book. And, I mean, is it important what book it is? Or If you want to look, get a closer look. But she says, yes, how can I help you? Ah, yes. Um, we had some questions. When, uh, you knew Abigail, right? Oh, yes, the poor girl. Yes. Poor girl. Who are you people? Poor girl? Why did you say poor girl? We're the FBI, and my name is Santos, and this is this is Doctor Doctor Malakoff. Malakoff. Nice to meet you, uh, Michelle. Ah. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm sure. So, um, you are looking for Abigail. Well, she's, uh, she's got herself into a bit of an abusive relationship, I'm afraid, with that salesman. Oh, what salesman is that? What does he sell? Who is he? What's his name? The encyclopedia salesman. I don't know. They live on six. I don't care about these things anymore. I try to warn the girl about men, but, well... What do you mean they live on six? Girl. This building only has three floors. What are you smoking? What are you drinking? They live on six. Now, do you have any other questions? I'm a little busy, as you can see. I know, and we appreciate the time you're taking to answer our question. We have a few more questions for you. It helps us a lot, okay? Because her daddy misses her a lot. He hasn't heard from her. Her daddy misses her. I'm sure he does. You, Dr. Markov. What are you a doctor of? Oh, um, thanks for asking, uh, Michelle. I, I work in uh, telecommunications, but uh, I'm also working with the FBI and trying to find uh, missing persons. Um, any support, much appreciated, uh, in trying to find uh, Abigail. Um, you, you were close? No, we weren't close. I was just looking out for a girl. After all... I knew she was getting herself into some trouble when she started seeing that man. So you, you mentioned uh, trouble. What what sort of trouble uh, was this uh, salesman? Well, I just feel maybe he was abusing her. He seemed to have full control of her. Well, you know how it goes. And like a submissive, good little girl, she was doing what she needed to do. Mm, so how long were they seeing each other for? Well, I don't know. I don't. All I know is I saw them together and I tried to warn her. Maybe a, m a month or so ago, but uh, who knows how long they've mm -hmm. been seeing each other before then. Mm -hmm. A couple of months ago, not a month ago. And you say he lives ago. on the 6th? Yeah, they live on 6th, as far as I remember. Michelle, so do you know, do you know this guy, uh, Mark? Mark Rourke? Um, Mark Rourke, yes, yes, I've, I'm acquainted with the man. What about him? Okay. How do you know him? Ah, he hangs out at the smoking lounge upstairs. That's all I know. The smoking lounge upstairs, huh? Okay. Yeah. Kind of a fat man. He he likes to smoke cigars and... Well, not my type, oh, if you know what I mean. You're not so slim yourself, but... Excuse uh, me. Oh. Uh, do you, um... Oh, uh, do you know Thomas? Do you get along with Thomas? Thomas? Uh, eh. Sure. I don't think anybody really gets along with Thomas. Thomas gets along, you think he's, but that's about it. Oh, is he on drugs? I don't think he's on oh, any drugs. So why nobody get along with him? Well, I mean, he's aggressive and hmm. quite boisterous. Let me ask you something, Michelle, because I lost my watch. What day is it? And what year? What day? It's August 12th. August 12th of, well, 2019. What's the matter with you? What year? Oh, okay. Just, just wanted to make sure because I forgot. Mm -hmm. M Michelle, um, do you think you could show us the smoking lounge? We, um, we're, we're not familiar with the building. I'm not in the mood to go out. I, if I was to go to the smoking lounge, I'd have to get dressed and ready. You guys, feel free to go there yourselves. It's upstairs, just above three. Now, uh, if you don't mind, I'll get back to my packing. Sure, up there sure. Okay, now. Uh, one last question for you, Michelle, before I go. And as I'm asking this, I'm going to 
step towards the books to see what they are. Yeah. Uh, the title is The Role of a Woman, and role is in quotation marks. Uh, Michelle, um, you seen any dogs in this building? Yeah. The dog lives upstairs somewhere. Maybe on four. On four? Okay. Mm-hmm. Thomas likes to play ball with him. Oh, good, good, good. The, hey, does this building have a name? Yeah, it's called the McAllister Building. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time, Michelle. Let me. Um. So as you pull as you pull the book off the sh- as you pull the book off the shelf and they're talking to her, you notice uh, the cover is a smarmy looking guy. Like he's got a big smirk and he's sitting on a couch, sitting back with his legs crossed and his arms all the way spl- you know sprawled out on the couch, smoking a cigar while Lady is um, bringing him a sandwich on a plate. Okay. Michelle, do you is this a book you've been involved with? What? Which book? Oh, The Role of a Woman. It's one of my favorite feminist books Uh, next to the hmm. more recent one that I found, King in Yellow. But uh, this is quite possibly my favorite book. Why? You you mentioned The King in Yellow there. Have you, um, what what experience have you had with that uh, book? Oh, it's one of the greatest achievements in feminism. In the history of humanity. Hmm. Do, do you happen to have a copy? I do. Would you like to read it? I'd be happy to get it for you. Give me one second. She goes into um, another room in her very large apartment and brings back a, a very thin little book, paperback, and it says uh, The King in Yellow on the cover. Wow. Uh, so where, where, how long have you had this, uh, Michelle? Mm, can't say I remember where I got it or, or how long ago, but I'm familiar with it enough that I can pass it along to you if you'd like. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. Now I'm going to turn to, to the Dr. Molokov. We should take this to, to AJ Morgan because he knows about King and Jello and see if if he knows anything about this. Yes, uh, I think uh, my, my background's in uh, books and first editions, and uh, yeah, oh, so I can good, uh, good. have a look into it. And uh, So, uh, Markov, because of your photographic memory, you remember seeing a book uh, in a bookstore, you know, since you like going to bookstores, called The Role of Women. Uh, same author, same title, but you remember the cover was way different. It was a, a woman in a business suit uh, with her arms crossed, kind of looking at the reader, a really powerful looking woman, like, you know, like some kind of CEO, and that was the cover before, mm. I don't remember this cover at all. So that's that backwards. Book. Can I have a closer look at um, the one that Santos picked up? Is a uh, publishing date? And... Uh, put that down now. Come on. Uh, uh... Yeah, the publishing, everything's the same as the other one. Um, Michelle, would it be Put that down Possible now. to have one of one of the copies of these as well. You, you seem to have a lot on your shelf. What do you mean one of? I have one copy of my one of my favorite books. Um, so we point to the shelf, and she's got a whole shelf full of them. You may borrow it. Um, just promise to bring it back. Okay. Thank you very much, Michelle. You're very welcome. Have a nice day. You've been very helpful. Of course, I have. We've got some. Um, some books in our possession that we we need to 
to to look into in a bit more detail. Marcus was, uh, uh, and maybe even Robert might have something to say about uh, about this. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should meet up with uh, Robert and see what he's doing. Okay, um, Robert, it's um, your three-hour block. You're going to Roger. He opens the door. Yes. May I help you? Roger Karen? That's me. What can I do for you? My name is Agent Robert Morgan of the FBI. I'd like to speak with you a moment about a missing persons case. Mm-hmm. Who's missing? One of your... One of your neighbors, Abigail Wright, are you familiar with this person? Missing persons? She's never left the building. Yeah, I'm familiar with her. What's the situation? She was reported missing a few days ago, and we were sent out to investigate the situation. Maybe, may I come inside and have a conversation for a second? Yes, do come on in. So he looks completely baffled. So what's this about Abigail missing? When was she missing? If I may ask. I'm sorry not to interrupt, but can I have a glass of water? I'm a little peckish. Oh, well, yes. You may have some water. So, what's this about the disappearance of Abigail? So, she went missing a few days ago and was reported missing by her father and we were sent to investigate. And we went into the room and saw a bunch of strange symbols and was wondering if you had any knowledge about this. I I pulled the symbol out of my pocket and I slide it across the table. What is this? Abigail's not missing. She lives on 6. Department F-109. What is this you're showing me? What, What is the meaning of this? I quickly take it back and put it into my pocket. I appreciate your time, Roger. That's that's all I'll need for now. You notice there's papers on the floor. Um, like typewritten papers. Uh, so it looks like kind of like how a play would look uh, in typewritten form. Uh, and they're kind of all over the ground. And then he's like looking at you. What is this? What? Why are you showing me this? I don't even answer. I just get up and leave. Strange. Why would he? Why would he have all that stuff across the? F- Can I use my human int to to kind of get a read on him? Yeah, go ahead and roll me human. He slowly closes the door, and you sense him staring at you as he closes the door. Like he keeps peeking through the little op- whatever's open, you know, opening is left. 18. Yeah, you, you get a sense that he's hiding something. You can't put your finger on it. What the hell is going on? Every person I've shown this symbol to has gotten very erratic all of a sudden. Very volatile. And he said, apartment F1309? What? There's only three floors in this building. Uh, can I see a set of stairs in the hallway? Going up. Well, yeah, I mean you're on you're on the first tenant floor, so yeah, you can see a set of stairs going up. No, the same ones, you know, going up to three and 
or two and then three. I'm gonna go up to the third floor. I'm not there to hold it's your hand. Clammy. You, yeah, you feel a little Here's empty inside as you get to the third floor because you don't have your hand held like you were before. But you manage to to gather your your wits about you. Yeah, and uh, you gather your inner strength, and you make it up the final step. And the third floor looks way different. The carpet looks newer, and the one door that leads upstairs to the to the roof. It looks again like a stairway up, just like normal, you know, like from the sec mm-hmm. first and second floors. Yeah, I'm gonna keep going up. If there's a sixth floor, I'm gonna go up to the sixth floor. So you go up, and there's no roof. It's not. It's not taking you to the roof like before. You are now in uh, a very busy smoking lounge. There are people there, um, smoking cigars and having drinks, and there are servants walking up and serving. Uh, on a fourth floor that should not exist. The King in Yellow, Act One, Scene Two. What the? Now that they have found a mysterious fourth floor, the investigators may have realized that they are in over their heads. Will they find Abigail? Or will they also fall under the weight of the unnatural forces that surround them? Find out next time on the Great Old Ones Gaming Podcast for the horrifying conclusion of Night Force. Starring Sora J as Malakoff, Gio as Agent Santos, and Nate as Agent Robert Morgan. I am Innkeeper Vase Odin. Try to get some sleep. <laughs>